0: Okay, good evening, everybody, and welcome. Tonight we're continuing Chapter 4 of, of Shah HaBitachem. And we're learning here seven different ways that a person has, seven different areas in which a person has Bitachem, Hashem, and the relationship in each of these areas that we have to the Bitachem. The first one was, our basic necessities, life, health, a roof, clothing, and we said that Hashem gives you what you need and you just got to do your part. So now we're saying we want a little more than that. And what we've started learning is that when it comes to making more than your basic necessities, just do what you can, and the rest is fully up to Hashem. Your extra work is not going to make you more money. And working less than, uh, you know, double overtime is not going to make you less money. It's all in Hashem's hands as long as you have a normal job or as long as you're looking for a normal job. So now we're going to learn the three mistakes that uh, people that are looking wealthy people may make or people that sustain others may make when they don't have the time and uh, we've page 12 here we go I'll make it a little bigger the yesh, the test of wealth the tarpe Sometimes, the Creator directs the sustenance of many people through one person. In order to test him if he is serving the Almighty or rebelling in him, in such a test, is from the most difficult of all trials and tribulations for the person. Well, and being able to uh, be in charge of other people. There we have a quote in Yiddish. It says, The person that has the money is going to have the final say. So when someone has money and sometimes this kind of power comes to them, it's the biggest test or it's a quote from the biggest Trials and Temptations. And here we're going to say three fathers. An example of such a person would be that of a king who provides for his army and his servants. And similarly, Likewise, like army officials, advisors to the king and their deputies who are surrounded by groups of their slaves, servants, officials, wives, and relatives. So you have these people in their leadership position, not only a leadership position, they're in a position of wealth, where they're supporting a lot of people. But in order to support a lot of people, and for whom they make efforts to pursue means of amassing wealth through both good and bad ways of doing so. So these people, the kings, or the army officials, advisors, the deputies, they have a lot of people they're dealing with, and they want to make sure they have what they need to support them, but they do so... Through good and bad methods, legal and Ill- illegal methods, holy and unholy, the Hasachol may hem yite upon him. And the foolish person among them makes three mistakes, <inaudible> the first mistake, b'katz <inaudible> lihamal, is in the manner in which he amasses wealth. Ki ulekei <inaudible> af mashagod alay ha'boi de lekafiyah panimigunim. Right. He obtains that which the Creator has decreed for him to take through shameful and bad means. So Hashem has said that this guy, Robert, is going to be a millionaire and he's going to get it regardless if he acts illegal. He doesn't need to act illegal to get it. And he's doing something illegal, he's doing something wrong. That's foolish. Were he to make up efforts to obtain it, employing permissible and appropriate means, he would still achieve his wants and desires. While at the same time, he would have managed to uphold his Torah observance as well as do well in his worldly matters. And he would not be lacking anything from that which the Creator had decreed for him. So, the first mistake people make is they think, I need to do my shtick, and without my shtick, I'm not going to have the money I need. That's a mistake. Because you're going to get the same amount of money with your shtick or without your shtick. Shmuel, you hear? Shtick is not going to get you any money. It's all about whatever Hashem wants you to have. That's the first mistake someone may make the second mistake is that he thinks that all the wealth that has come to him is for his own sustenance but he doesn't realize that a person's income is divided into three categories wow you know, what we're learning now, this, this is, this is real. This is real. What are we learning? The first mistake someone could make is that they're being foolish in how they're trying to get their money. But the second mistake is perhaps much more common. And you don't have to be wealthy to have this issue. Well, that's the second mistake. The second mistake is when you get money, whose money is it? This is an important question. When someone gets a paycheck, what are they supposed to be doing with that paycheck? Or, or whose paycheck is it, so to say? And the truth is, th- there's three categories from which hopefully your paycheck will cover. enough. why do I say hopefully? Because if it's only covering your food for that day, then you know where your paycheck needs to go. What we're talking about where Baruch Hashem, your paycheck is covering your food, covering your mortgage or your rental, and hopefully much more. So in that scenario, what are you supposed to do with your money? Let's see the three areas where your money may be going. The first category is the income for his sustenance, and this refers to that which nourishes the person himself. And this category of income is guaranteed from the Almighty for every living being until its end of day. So yes, when you get a paycheck, part of that paycheck is going to go that you should have the basic food that you need, the basic food that Hashem has taken responsibility to give you. You see, this is power. This is power. And we've discussed this before. Hashem is guaranteed you your basic necessities. Yeah, that's that's power. Now, what's the second group of income? The second category of income, when you get your paycheck, where it should go, is the income which a person receives for the sustenance of others, such as his wife, children, slaves, servants, and the like. This category of income is not guaranteed to come from the Almighty for all his creatures. Ela mehem Rather, it only comes to select few, and these select few people receive it based on specific qualities that they possess. This category of income will be occasional. This that you could sustain, your wife, your children, your slaves, your servants and the like, It could be that it will be available at times, while at other times, it will not be available. Whether the person will receive this extra income or not will be based on the rules of the creator with which he rules the world with kindness and judgment. So here, we're already learning that you are guaranteed your food. Your spouse is guaranteed their food. And your, the, your children are guaranteed their food. But that doesn't mean that you are guaranteed to be the breadwinner for them. This is a hard, a hard reality. When we say that a sham guarantees everyone food or guarantees everybody their basic necessities, that does not mean that the breadwinner is, is going to always bring it in for them. That's what we learn at the world is this gal it's this this uh, revolving circle. We learn about these soup kitchens and, and uh chay Shabbos It could be that that is the the method that someone's going to have their basic sustenance will be through one of these charities. So, okay, and and that is the way they're supposed to get it. That's the way Hashem has set it up for these people at this time, in this scenario. Like the Rabbeinu B'chayef said, at times you'll have it. Other times you won't have it. So the second category to where someone's money goes is to support the basic necessity of those people he is supporting. By the way, just to talk about this idea of, of are you assured the ability to sustain your family? And like we've learned here, Abedin B'chayi does not take that approach. I do want you to know that Rav Moshe Feinstein, who uh, lived in the 20th century, he quotes the Gemara Nida and therefore proves that a, a husband will have the ability to always sustain his family. That's a little comforting. That the uh, Hashem does say that uh, the breadwinner will be able to keep to take care, give his families what they need. The Ashleisi, what is the third area where a person may be supposed to be putting, dividing their money? The third category of income is TEDf Kenyan is the income that he amasses which, which refers to the money which doesn't benefit anyone rather he guards it and protects it until he will either pass it on as an inheritance to someone else, or it will be lost from him. So the third category of money is money that is just currently in your hand, but it is not for you to spend. It is not for you to use. Meaning, someone may have money in their bank account, and it's just there until Hashem is going to make the next person Take, get it from them. So putting money into your bank does not guarantee anything. It just guarantees that it's, in, it, that it's in the bank. But it doesn't guarantee that it will be in the bank tomorrow. So the third category of income is money that you have that is transitory. Hashem, you have it until it, go, it, it is passed on to the next So what does this foolish person think? What's the second mistake the foolish person is? The foolish person considers All the money that the creator has agreed to be his, the foolish person thinks, to be in the category of income, which is for his own sustenance and to provide for his own needs. So he says, wow, I won a million dollars. You know, I won a million dollars because I'm starving. And I wanted to make sure that I'm going to have a baker who's going to be able to come to my house every day and and make sure I have enough food. You you convince yourself that just for you to have a house, obviously you need to have enough rooms for, you know, in case you're going to have a big party. You, You convince yourself what your base... What your basic needs are, and therefore this foolish person, he hurries to obtain all the money and makes efforts to make all the money. Despite the fact that it is possible that in actuality he is amassing the wealth for the future husband of his wife, his stepson or his biggest enemy who will inherit it after his death. So the second mistake is thinking that all money you have is for you to use on your sustenance. Without understanding that no, the money you have, yes, is for you. It's for the people you support as well, as some of that money is just transitory. Hashem has just given it to you to be able to... uh, You are the bank. Hashem didn't put it into bank. You are Hashem's bank. Hi, Mark. Good evening. Hi. So we're learning now three mistakes that someone with money may make. The first mistake is that... Now I got confused. Let's review. Um, The first mistake is thinking you need to use you know, legal and illegal methods to get the money, not knowing that Hashem is going to give you whatever you're going to get in an appropriate method if you would have only try. The second mistake is thinking that all money you receive is for your personal benefit and not understanding that Hashem has given you three different types of money some for your basic necessities, some to support others, and some just as a banker yourself. Now, what's the third mistake? The hashlishi. And the third mistake that such a person makes, Is that while he does give over the sustenance to its owners, as the creator has indeed ordained for them, that it comes through him. So in other words, he gives to Dhaka. He goes to people that need, and he says, ah, you need money. I know Hashem just gave you money to transfer, so I'm transferring it to you now. But the foolish mistake he makes is, is he reminds them of his, of his favor towards them. Aha! I'm this holy big man, and here comes your Savior. I'm going to save you. I'm a rich man, and I I worked so hard for this money, and I'm going to give you money now for you to go to the restaurant and buy yourself food. Now, please bow down to my feet and thank me, and don't ever forget about how great I am. He reminds them of his favor towards them, as if he himself sustained them and provided them with their own needs from his money and was crying to them through the sustenance he provided. So he's like, hey, this is my money. I'm giving it to you. You owe me big time. Therefore he want them to thank him and praise him a lot on account of them, i.e. the money that he provided them with, and to serve him as a result of them. This rich person is expecting a big thing. Not only is he expecting us a big thing, the yiskoe, the due perceived generosity, I am so generous. He becomes arrogant, then hardy, and proud. The refrains from thanking God for giving him the opportunity to provide for them. So instead of acknowledging Hashem and saying, saying Hashem, thank you for giving me all this wealth to support other people. He flips it. He says, "Hey, where is my thanks? You need to be thanking me for everything that I've done for you." The yakshay, and this foolish person thinks he thinks to himself that were he to withhold his wealth from them, it would stay in his possession. And that if it, that were not for him, then their sustenance would stop. He's like, I am giving you my food. I'm giving up my own stuff. Without me, you'd be starving in the streets. You die. So you have to thank me for your life. Listen to the words of Rabbeinu Bachaya. The whole honey, this rich person in truth, he is the one of poor intellect who toils for nothing in this world and who will lose his heavenly reward in the world to come. If you go ahead and the whole time you do a mitzvah, you're waiting for your reward, you're losing your whole... You're losing your reward. Because, yeah, you're, not, you're being kind to people. You're giving them money. But your expectations is removing the value that that mitzvah, the reward that that mitzvah carries. We know that if someone gives tzedakah with a smile, it's worth so much more than giving it with a frustrated face. So much so that someone that gives a lot of money with a frustrated face is considered worse off than someone that gives very little with a happy face. Okay, three mistakes that someone with, well, could can make. Number one, thinking he only got it because of his shtick, and he needed to do shtick to get it, not knowing that he could have gotten it without any shtick. If Hashem wants you to get it, you're going to get it. Number one. The second mistake they make is thinking that all this money is really theirs, and for them, Hashem gave me this money to buy pickles, and I'm giving it to you, so I'm not going to be able to buy my, my sandwiches, and my uh, stakes, You've, you're taking it away from me. That's what the foolish person thinks. Without knowing, and no, shan't gives you money, a little, some for your basic sustenance, some to support others that uh, rely on you, and third of all, some is just to pass on to the next person. And finally, the final mistake is demanding and expecting things when you do a mitzvah and you give someone money thinking that you are saving their life, not knowing that it's not you, it's just Hashem. You're just Hashem's messenger. Morabash, I'm talking a lot so far. What's your thoughts about uh, these three mistakes a rich person may make? Well, I, th- I think they're really clear. Um, the second one, um, I'm a little foggy on you've gone over it very clearly, I, it's,
1: it's not you, it's just I, I, the second one was a little more complicated because it had the three um, yes. categories.
0: Yes, 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 um, yes. Well, let's ask someone here if they could share. Um, yeah, sure. could you share the second mistake that a person could make?
1: You're on mute. Scroll up, please. Scroll up. Uh,
0: I'm going to imagine you want like right here.
1: Yeah. No, the um, I mean, my my sense of it is that the uh, the second mistake is about the person who uh, isn't really thinking about other people. And, uh, and it's just trying to amass all the wealth that he can uh, for, for his own consumption. And, um, and, he, and, and he's not realizing in, through his actions and through his beliefs, he's not realizing that it's really through Hashem that he is um, accomplishing this. He, he's forgetting that. So he thinks that it's all because of his own uh, hard work or whatever that he's amassed, uh, amassed this wealth. That was the first one though, right? That's the second mistake, right? Well the, well, the first one I just wrote down what Rabbi Schneer said was that you've done it yourself. You know, you've done, you've well, done your first own First one is you did it through illegal means, you cheated. You, you took the easy way you know you bet it on the horses and uh it's and so much- uh and gambling and uh you robbed a few banks and stuff like that you took the shortcut that's the first mistake okay and you in other words you really you should have known that you could have done it legitimately and you would have ended up at the same place
0: okay. don't try that at home
1: yeah except in las vegas the second but the second one is just when you think uh yeah. you know it, it It's it's all it's just about me and uh, and and I just got to get as much as I possibly can and I have no idea, you know, what I'm, you know. My needs are great. It's not that I need to fill my stomach. I also need a bigger house. And not only do I need a bigger house, my car needs to be the best. Not only does my car need to be the best, but I need to wear the best suits. Not only do you know on a yada yada yada.
0: Mark Verstandig, understood? Yeah, I got in late, so I'm still catching up. <laughs> you could come late, and you you don't have to catch up. You just fly straight into third
1: base. Just a no, comment, that- rabbi. What's in, what's interesting about this is just that. It's the it's the whole overall notion that if you trust it, if you trust that Hashem is going to provide for your needs, and your needs are are simple, and anything that comes to you beyond your needs, um, really is not for is 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 a blessing. It's for everyone. Um, it makes for a very uh, happy, it makes for a very happy community. It makes for a very, I mean, for, for, you know, for, for a group, for a nation, for a city or whatever. It makes for, everyone prospers, everyone benefits. It's an incredible outlook, Yes, yeah. The outlook that
0: I have what I need, and if I have more, then I'm here to help other people, yep. yeah. Yeah, thank I, you for I don't. I
1: don't want to detract too much, but over time, I've read about businessmen who, in uh, and, and typically, I think they've been in the clothing business, where they started a, or or I or if I know another person uh, who uh, was not in the clothing business but was in uh, wholesaling. Uh, either way, they were very prosperous with what they did they made a lot of money and they took care of their employees the employees are treated like family the employees didn't want to unionize uh they just came to the boss and you know whatever you know boss my daughter she's going to college she just got accepted at Harvard. i don't know how i'm going to pay the tuition the boss says i'll take care of it Hmm. you know or Boss, my wife, she has an illness and she needs a surgery. I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. You know, I'll pay, I'll pay for the surgery, you know. And I know it's your, your daughter or her. She needs to go to the orthodontist. I'll take care of that too. And, uh, and these companies, and there are a number of companies like that. There was one in Massachusetts that burnt down. Uh, and then there's just another one that I just know personally in Vicki's family that was like that where uh, it was like a large family and everyone within the company, they were very loyal and and the company prospered.
0: Interesting. You're saying not only is it just good ethics, it's a way to succeed. Yes. the way to run a successful organization. Yep. I appreciate that. Powerful stuff. And, And I've never heard of organizations like that to the extent that you've shared. So, well you don't hear about that much nowadays. Yeah. It's not that common, yes. So the hamaskil. we were talking now about the foolish person. What about the wise person? The However, the wise person conducts himself regarding these three matters in the proper manner, both for his Torah observance as well as for the good of his worldly matters. In other words, going back to all three points, firstly, he does everything in an appropriate and legal and holy manner. He knows that if, no matter how he does it, i is going to sustain him. Second of all, he knows that the money he gets is for him to support others, and some of it is just transitory. And third of all, is he doesn't expect any thank you because it's not my money. I'm just giving you the money that the, is yours. <laughs> this is incredible. Listen to this. His trust in God for his sustenance and wealth, which is in the hands of the Almighty, is stronger than his trust in the money which is already which is already in his possession. I've ne- you don't hear this. Much. But someone with really I mean, they're more confident of in Hashem's money than in their own money. You know, they're like, I, I have a lot of money in stock, but I'm not so com- comfortable with it. I have a lot of money in the bank. But that's I don't feel as good about that money as I feel on the money that I know Hashem is going to take care of. Why? Mitznei Why is he more reliant? Why is he more trusting in Hashem than what he has? This is because he does not know if the money he currently has is the income for his sustenance, or if it is income that he amasses, which may be taken away from him. The fact that I have my money, my money in my bank account, I can't rely on that. That could just be really heading to somebody else. What I can rely on is that Hashem is going to take care of me. By conducting himself in this manner, trust knowing that everything comes from Hashem, there, if I could do it in an appropriate way, and knowing that I need to all the money I have for myself, for others, and to share, and not expecting thank you. He will attain honor in this world as well as the reward of the world to come. as it says in the Psalms Hallelu ka, happy is the man who fears the Lord, and as it carry on there until the end of the chapter, the entire chapter 112. It tells us about this reward for someone that <coughs> has this trust to speak in Hashem. So we've learned the test of wealth. The mistakes that people with wealth can make. Moshe? Yes. How's it, how's it going? Excellent, excellent. Now we're going to talk about the mistake of people who want to become wealthy to be respected. So you're not looking to have money just in order to have a, great, a good and comfortable life. But the thing is, you look around and you're like, hey, who's the big shot? Who are people talking to? Who do people spend time with? Who are people trying to connect with? It's the people with money. So if I want people to honor me, I need money. Well, is that a mistake, Mark, or is that the truth? That's, well, it's the truth. It appears to be the truth. It appears that the truth is, like I told you before the quote, Dare of up the mail, up the day. if you have the money, have the opinion. You know, why is it that people who have money, everybody's running to them for advice? Does that mean if you have money, you're the smartest person? I guess so. Is that what it means, Mark? No. No. You have a lot of smart, nice, good people that don't have money. Yeah. So let's see the mistake of those who seek wealth for honor. So again, they're not looking for wealth to have money. They're looking for wealth just to have that respect. And, and I know of many people like this. The truth is, uh, you, may, you may disagree with me, and again, I'm not saying this from an educated perspective, but many people I know that want money. It's more for the honor and the respect than it is for the lifestyle. Driving, you know, these fancy cars for them is not because they need to drive it, but that's their association. That's that that's their identification. There are some groups of people whose efforts to acquire wealth and to increase their wealth are solely due to their love of honor that they think they will receive from people as a result of their wealth, as well as so that they can make for themselves a name. Now, the problem is, if you think money is going to make you a somebody, the problem is, they no amount of money is ever going to be enough for you as you think that the more money they will re- have, the more honor they will receive. So if you are trying to make money in order to have a wealthy lifestyle, so at some point, hopefully you'll say, ha, I got my car, I got my house, I got my food. I- I'm-, I'm already, I'm somewhere there. I'm making it. But if your money is your identification, then you'll never have enough money. Because the more money you have, the more with somebody you are. And as you know, the more money you have, the more you're competing against other people with money and you need to make more money. Now this foolishness of theirs stems from their lack of understanding regarding the true causes of what makes a person deserving of honor in this world and in the world of God. So what are we going to be talking about now? We're gonna go through we're gonna state the obvious. Someone who turns to money to become a somebody, he's actually becoming a nobody. Mark, what what's the proof? What's the proof that money doesn't make you a somebody? The proof is the moment you lose the money, you're a nobody. And I know this. Unfortunately, I know it. I know a person who was extremely wealthy, a big supporter of Jewish institutions of Israel, and he was the most respected guy. And he lost his money and now no one has time for him. So money, people, when, when we say that people want to hear someone with money's thoughts, it's part of a subconscious ploy to try and get their money. You're not, talking to the, you're not talking to them or hearing them because you love them. It's selfish trying to come up with your own plan. The goyidam lahem The for this mistake of theirs is that they see how the masses honor the wealthy people. The mass of honor for for them is born out of a hope that they will benefit from that which the wealthy have. So by honoring a wealthy person, you're not doing it because you love the wealthy person. You're doing it because you love yourself and you want to get some of their money. Like the famous example of the man who said, I love fish. And he was told, you don't love fish? You hate fish, you kill them. You're willing to do anything to kill them and eat them. So you don't love the rich man. You're just hoping to get some of his money. The evil is the If only the masses were to think deeply into the matter and understand That the wealthy neither have the ability or power to give or withhold money to anyone other than the one to whom it has been decreed by the Creator such. So these people could be rich, but they're only able to give because that's what Hashem has decreed. And if that's the truth, that it's all about Hashem's decree, (inaudible) they would not rely on anyone else, other than God, to provide for them. And no person would be worthy of their honor. Except for one who has been distinguished by the Creator with praiseworthy character traits. No, no person would be worthy of their honor except for one who has been distinguished by the Creator with praiseworthy character traits for which he is worthy to be honored by the creator may he be exalted as it is written for those who honor me i will honor them so we're getting caught up thinking that these rich people are our answer and we're going to get some of their money but really it's all a hashem What's the mistake here? If you remember one of the first classes we learned, that if you rely and trust in Hashem, Hashem will take care of you. But if you don't rely and trust in Hashem, then Hashem is going to allow the the person or item you trust in to all of a sudden kick in. So by by the four people Trusting in the rich people, actually they've lo- they're losing their coverage, so to say, from Hashem. Because the masses are foolish in their honoring of the wealthy, thinking that the wealthy people are deserving of their honor, the Creator adds to their foolishness when it comes to them pursuing their desires, and they get caught up all their lifetime. With making great efforts and strenuous work in order to obtain their wealth, so by actually, actually going and respecting people with money, that's respectful, but going and respecting them with money because you want their money because you're not satisfied. Wow, that's a problem. Not only are you losing Hashem's coverage plan, Hashem's lifetime insurance insur, uh, insurance plan, but actually you're getting stuck inside of their insurance plan, inside of their Their ability. And they get caught up all their lifetime with making great efforts and strenuous work in order to obtain their wealth. And they neglect their obligation to make efforts and to pursue the means with which to complete the obligation that the Creator has imposed upon them they also neglect to thank God for His goodness that He gives them. Were they to do so, were they to know what their responsibility to Hashem is and to thank Hashem for what He's given them, they would without a doubt be far more successful in obtaining their desires scripture says, Length of days is in its right hand. In its left hand are riches and honor. You want riches and honor? Connect with the Torah. And as it says, And wealth and honor are from before you. So tonight, we've learned two very important lessons. We've learned the foolishness of people that have wealth, of some people that, uh, that have wealth, thinking that they need to do it in legal or illegal ways, thinking that it's all just for their for their own sustenance, or thinking that they deserve a big yash or koyak, a big constant praise and recognition. That's the mistake of people that may have money. The second mistake is people that want money not for the money. They want it for the respect. The mistake is firstly by starting to trust in people that have wealth you're losing Hashem's coverage plan. You don't want to lose Hashem's coverage plan. Hashem's coverage plan is the gold plan. Hashem's coverage plan is the gold benefit plan. It's the Medicare, the Medicaid whichever one you want. It has everything on it. So going and thinking that the way your coverage is going to be by becoming best friends with the uh, elite, you're losing access coverage. And more than that, we want someone that is not wealthy to know that people don't respect rich people because they respect rich people. They respect rich people because they want the rich person's money to come to them. Thank you all for joining.